Welcome to Real Review, a podcast to help you decide for yourself if a movie or TV show is worth your time, money, and energy. With Real 1, Zoe will break down the nuts and bolts, minus spoilers, of course. And with Real 2, she'll invite you into a conversation about the narrative, characters, background, and the power of story. Here's Real 1. Let's talk about Disney's latest animated feature celebrating the company's 100 years of animation, Wish. I'll start by covering the movie's unique style, which made me nervous, then address the recent Disney controversy and how I think it relates to this movie, and conclude with how I think Wish stands up to other Disney films and if it's worth your time and money during this busy holiday season. To start things off, since Wish is celebrating Disney's 100 years of animation, they tried doing something stylistically interesting with their animation, but I don't think it's a gamble that's paying off. They tried combining 2D animation with 3D animation, and the results are a lot of us didn't really like it. Leading up to the movie's release with the trailers, there was a lot of concern and online chatter about how the film looked, and people thought it just looked bad. And others were concerned about the story, and how the story appeared to be a generic plot with a clear, merchandisable, cute animal sidekick. And because of all that, I was honestly expecting something terrible and was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't bad. But admittedly, the animation is strange. It reminded me of other animation styles I've seen with TV shows, not full feature films. So it gives it a direct-to-TV kind of look, a cheaper look, rather than a gorgeous, stunning, animated look. I think a lot of people, myself included, would have appreciated a full return to 2D animation, just like the films which made Disney classic in the first place. And I think it would have worked well in honor of the 100-year celebration, but actually Disney has removed their 2D animation department completely, so there's no hope of getting a return to form in that way. However, I do think this film could be a step in the right direction for Disney, since they've been making a lot of bad decisions lately. Disney has been in some hot water for two major reasons, I think. The first reason is their films across the board are disappointing and not performing well in theaters. And secondly, the controversy with Rachel Zegler. From Disney's various IPs like Star Wars, Marvel, the live action and animated movies, they have done poorly at the box office or break even, and they don't get the best reviews either from audience response or critics. I think the biggest indicator of an audience response is obviously the box office. People not going to see your movies is a loud and clear message that something isn't working here. Adding to that, the actress Rachel Zegler, who is playing Snow White in the live action film. To give a bit of context, there was already some controversy about Rachel Zegler playing Snow White because she is a Latina, and Snow White is obviously a character with skin as white as snow. So logically speaking, it didn't seem to make much sense. I didn't have a huge problem with the casting because of something Rachel had said in the midst of her casting announcement explaining how Snow White is a fairy tale in her culture, so I thought there was a chance Disney could handle it with some grace, but what was I thinking? Additionally, it was leaked that there are no dwarfs in the Snow White movie. More controversy came when Rachel Zegler said some rather nasty comments about the original classic film, degrading it, saying how she didn't like it, and how their movie would be so much better because she wouldn't be saved by the prince, there's no true love. Basically, this movie is barely going to resemble the story of Snow White at all. And I'm wondering, well then, why make a Snow White movie? And obviously that's because the name Snow White is recognizable and bankable. They will clearly degrade 
delayed their first full-length animated feature for the sake of making more money. Hence the controversy. Plus, Rachel has said some other nasty comments during the actors and writers' strike, so she just comes across as a very entitled person, and people don't seem to like her. So, all of these things combined together. The Snow White film, Disney's constant bombs, they have made many of us nervous, thinking that Disney has majorly lost its way, they're not connecting to audiences, they're not telling good stories, and they just care about making money. Now here comes Wish, a weirdly animated movie celebrating Disney's 100 years, and many of us were nervous. But I think this could be a step in the right direction. I don't think Wish was spectacular. I think it ironically lacked some magic, and I'll get into that in a bit, but what I did really appreciate in this film was a return to form. It was a breath of fresh air for me, as we've suffered so many not good, bland, or just bad movies from Disney, and something that I think contributed to this film being a return to form was having a sinister villain. Disney films have been lacking in the villain department for quite some time. The antagonists recently have been abstract concepts or more complex philosophical things, the enemy sometimes being the protagonist themselves, and there isn't a true manifestation of evil to be defeated. Now, not every story needs to have a mustache-twirling bad guy. In fact, some of these stories with non-villains I really like. For example, in Pixar's Turning Red, I like how the bad guy, in essence, was generational trauma. A pretty deep thing for a kid's movie, but I can relate to it as an adult. And in Pixar's very successful Inside Out, the bad guy per se was actually joy, and joy needing to learn it's okay to be sad. A really important lesson for anyone, kids, adults alike. So I'm not saying every story needs a true bad guy, but the lack of true enemies in stories makes for less diverse storytelling and sometimes less satisfying stories. There is a reason why we love Scar from The Lion King, Ursula, Jafar, Aladdin, Gaston. These are great villains, and it's satisfying to watch them get their comeuppance for the hero to win. And that's why I really appreciated Wish for returning to this. Finally, we have a pretty decent villain. That being said, it wasn't quite there. I think Chris Pine was a poor casting choice for this villain. This is an issue I have with a lot of big-name actors voicing characters in animated films. All I can hear, all I can think about, is the actor playing the character instead of the character just being the character. And that's the difference between a good voice actor, or even a celebrity being a good voice actor, and then just a celebrity voicing a character for the sake of parents recognizing the name on the poster and thinking, oh cool, Chris Pine is in this. There are cases where celebrities can do a good job at voice acting, but I don't think Chris Pine did it in this role. He was alright. I found him a bit unnatural, especially when it came to singing. And I guess that's where I should mention this movie is a musical. I should have probably known that, but I didn't. And so I was surprised when the characters suddenly started singing. I was like, oh, 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 this is a musical? Uh, okay. And then when Chris Pine was singing... I did not like it. I squirmed in my chair. My little brother who went with me also had a hard time not giggling because it felt unnatural. That's how I felt across the board with the songs in this movie, and that's why for me, this film lacked some magic. Compared to other animated Disney movies with songs, like Frozen or Tangled in recent memory, this movie's music is nowhere close to that caliber. Just nowhere close. Not nearly as memorable or catchy. 
There are two songs that I liked the most, the main song and another one, but when the characters begin singing when the number starts, for me it feels forced, unnatural, awkward. By the time the song starts getting into it and starts going, it feels a little bit better, but the songs feel like school theater music. It just didn't make it up in terms of quality, but I'm not a music person, so I don't know exactly how to describe what it was like. I I feel like it lacked something. I just don't know what that something is. Not only did I think the music was lacking, but the transitioning between songs to non-songs felt very awkward and kind of painful. The kind of pain you experience when you watch a musical and you're like, oh, they're singing, why are they singing? Versus a good musical where you're swept into the music, into the magic, and it just fits. I don't think Wish made it fit, in my opinion. My biggest critiques of the film are essentially that. The casting of Chris Pine, him just feeling awkward and unnatural despite being a decent villain in this movie, and then of course the music, the animation being kind of meh, and the story itself was okay. I was pleasantly surprised with it. I liked the moral of the story. In the end, I liked the characters. But all things combined, it's a very medium movie. Pleasant, but not spectacular. A step in the right direction for Disney, as they really need to get their priorities straight and enhance the quality of their storytelling and their characters, villains, just on every level, from writing to acting to literal animation. But is Disney going to do that? I highly doubt it. They seem to be more concerned with making as much money as possible and selling as many cute goat plushies as possible. So, is Wish worth the price of admission? It's a perfectly fine movie to go see with the kids if you want to go to the theater. But if you want to save the money, you don't need to rush out and see Wish in theaters. There are plenty of Disney classics to pick from that tell stories better, have better music, voice acting, and possess that magic that we all love in a good Disney movie. And that's what's ironic about Wish. It pays so much homage to classic Disney. There are so many Easter eggs all throughout the movie. It tries to honor it with the story. And in the end, it isn't on the same level. And Disney doesn't seem interested in making new classics, but regurgitating the old ones. In Reel 2, I'll explore the story with spoilers in more depth. And I'm very curious to hear what you think as well. The Real Review Podcast, hosted by Zoe Moody, is a part of the Real FM Podcast Network. You can listen to more Real FM Podcasts or Real FM Radio on the Real FM app or at real.fm.